Welcome to the HR Ins and Outs for Small Business Podcast. My name is Matt Filer, and I'm here with the Innovative Outsourcing CEO and founder, Cindy Filer. Uh, and we're going to be talking today about after the interview and also a little bit about the job offer um, when you have candidates in there. And we just wanted to, to make sure and follow up from what we did with the prep and the, the in-person and, and best practices there. So I'm going to throw it over to mom and say, all right, what are some of the things that you can do after an interview to put your best foot forward with a candidate? Yeah. And again, remember what we're trying to do is make the candidate fall in love with you. That doesn't mean that you have to hire them, but you want to be in the driver's seat. So how do we make them fall in love with you? So one, I think I would, um, something unusual, send the candidate a thank you email. You know how we always tell candidates to send him the uh, hirers a thank you email? Well, we need to do that the other way. We need to say, thank you so much for coming in to see us. We are so excited that you spent your time. We know that you could have chosen a lot of companies to come to. And so we're really excited you came to us. Thank you so much. Doesn't take much time, no money. Great idea. Respond within 24 hours with the... I love the compliment you gave yourself right there. <laughs> you know what? That was a great idea that I had to send a thank you email. No one's ever done that before. Actually, I don't think it's mine. I think it was one of our recruiters' ideas. But yeah, I think it's a great idea no matter whose it was. Um, respond within 24 hours. Um, this is really important. If you had somebody come and interview on a Monday... On Tuesday afternoon, by then, you need to have let them or the recruiter know where you stand. Do they get another interview? Do they get an offer? Or are they out? It's really important. If you can't for some reason, hey, Bill's on vacation. We can't make a decision. You have to then respond to them within 24 hours and say, hey, Bill's on vacation. We are so sorry. We're going to get back to you on Friday. Right? Do not let a candidate or a recruiter hang because that shows that you don't have your act together. Um, and then when you do respond, tell the candidate the next steps and that, and give them kind of a follow-up email saying, okay, so you went through this first interview. We are so excited to invite you back to the second one. This is what to expect. After that second interview, we'll make a decision and we hope to have that by Friday, right? So again, we're making that good decision. We're communicating and over-communicating with the client. And it's important to lay out what they're going to be doing, right? So if it's like, hey, we're going to give an answer, get an answer to you by Friday, that's so important because, you know, think about if you're in the candidate seat, if you've ever been the person that is is interviewing for a job, you're, I mean, you're wanting to find out within the first two hours. Yeah, you're you know, scared to death. You're scared kind of like death. you took a medical test. Yeah. You want to know the answer. You just right? want to know the, the, you know, results immediately to what you did. And so, uh, even giving them just any inclination to buy you time of saying like, hey, the interview's on Tuesday. We got two more candidates and we're going to be, you know, you don't have to tell them the candidates, but, you know, we have we have some more interviews, but we're going to get back to you by Friday. Yeah, we so they're you kind of suck, but we're going to invite three more people in. Yeah. Just kidding. No, we don't. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Uh, but I think it is important. Like if you tell them like, hey, you're going to, we're going to tell you by Friday, then they're not checking their phone every three minutes. And then it makes that process seem even longer. Do you want me to tell you some really cringeworthy story? I would love to. So I had a person that I know that actually had to do kind of a, sometimes when you are more of a creative, you have to do a project for a company as part of the interview because really your interview doesn't mean much, but yeah. your product does. So she did a product for a company that took almost 40 hours of time working before, at night and the, before, before they got hired, you know, as part of the interview, which was kind of concerning anyway. It was kind of, kind of, um, kind of showcasing what she could do. It has now been three weeks, and she has never heard back from that company. Not, you did poorly, you're out, thank you, we got your submission. She's called, she's emailed, 
zero. Wow. I mean, those are the things that you just cannot do. You get a really bad reputation if you do that. So that's, be that's, careful. That's, that's not what you want. No, that's kind of on the other side. And then we'll just kind of pivot really quickly to the hire. Yeah. I mean, the offer. So once you find that great candidate that you want to hire, um, there's two ways that you can do an offer. So one way is what about 90% of hiring managers do, and it's they forward them an email and it basically says, we're pleased to offer you the job of the account manager. Please let us know if this meets your expectation and please sign this letter. Okay, that's choice one. Choice two is the hiring manager calling and saying, Matt, we interviewed 14 people. I looked at 140 resumes. It's taken us three weeks to find you. And we are so excited that you meet all of our criteria. You're exactly what we think we need for the company growing you know, your personality, your skill set. We just can't be more excited to offer you this position. Yep. You know, we're going to follow this up in writing this afternoon, so you'll see this offer in writing. But I just wanted to take the time to tell you that the CEO and I, we are so excited, and this has been a long search, and we just finally found somebody that we think is a great fit. Yeah, and there's a total difference to, hey, here's $75,000. Uh, we have two weeks of vacation, and, you know, just getting the offer letter because we'll have lots of clients just want to send the offer letter to the Or say, why don't you as a recruiter just go ahead and give the offer and then if they say yes, which is call. fine. Which is fine. But I think we have a preference of you would want to hear from the people that you're interviewing that they're excited that you're doing it, especially with candidates that are in markets like accounting or, you know, if you're trying to do, if you're trying to hire a controller, you need to try to set yourself apart from everybody else that's trying to hire a controller because right. there's a shortage. So Yeah, I mean, you want to be wanted, right? You don't want to be like, oh, well, I guess we'll offer you a job because you're okay, right? No, I mean, you want to be like, oh my gosh, we love you. We want you to come work for us. We're so excited. So if you can do that in an offer, that's a great thing. And then make sure that you do follow up in that offer within writing um, because sometimes after they do a verbal, um, it'll be days before they get a, an a written offer and that makes people candidates really nervous and they don't want to submit their two weeks right if they don't have a written offer in their hand right so, yep. so it's not going to make it official and so they'll wait for that written offer to do their two weeks and then sometimes our clients will say why are they having to start in you know in three weeks and it's because you know we just didn't get the the written offer in time yeah so just a side note on salary here don't offer less money than you advertised yep so at this point, you've done through all these interviews, you've gone through all this work, you've found the right candidate, and let's say you were you put in the Indeed thing or you told the recruiter you're going to do eighty dollars to $90,000, and then you're like, oh, they like us so much that we think we can get a deal. We'll offer them seventy. Okay, don't do that because that shows that you're not a people of your word and that they go, well, if they did that now, what are they going to be like, you know? to date them. If that's what it's like to date, I don't want to be married to them because they're not people of their word. So don't offer less than they expect, right? Um, and that's really important because we have a lot of candidates beg out at that point. And we actually don't work with clients anymore when they do that because it's a bait and switch. Classic bait and switch. Um, and then once they say yes, there's some cool things you can do. You can send them some um, things like a t-shirt if you have something like that or a cup or a mug in the mail with a excitement, you know, with, with some sort of a cool box worth of stuff. You can have everybody in your office send emails about how excited they are to work with them. You know, anything you can to hook them and make them excited about their offer, because there will be time between the offer date when they accept and the date that they come to work for you. 
And we have seen so many times that other offers come in during that time and you need to make sure you've solidified your position with them. Especially if they're going to not start working until a while after the offer, you need to make sure that they are engaged. So every week, let's say there's a six-week lag because maybe they're moving into town or whatever. Make sure that you're sending them a t-shirt, that you are including them in on the notes from the meet from the meetings at work. Um, you know, somebody, um, their buddy that's going to sit next to them calls them and tells them they're really excited and sets up a lunch with them for the first day. You know, just keep them interested for those weeks that they're not working. You want to communicate with them constantly. Yeah, you just want to keep that communication going because what's going to happen is since they were interviewing ahead of time with other people, they will get dribbled in offers. And you want to make sure that they're so into you that they want to stay with you and not you know, beg out before your start date. So again, just to recap on that, we want to make them love you. So we want to create a way that they feel very loved and appreciated during the offer. And then we keep communicating them with them well so that they keep wanting that offer and and definitely hit your start date. Yeah, and I think if you take those, those best practices from after the interview and the offer, you're going to be putting your best foot forward, you know, with those candidates and trying to get them to, to work with you. Yeah, and the name of the game is getting the A players. Because the C and D players, you can get them without doing any of the stuff. And they're not going to change your organization. And they're not going to change your organization. So the A players that you want, this is the stuff you've got to do to get them. And it's worth it. And it doesn't cost a lot of money, hardly any money, but it just costs time and attention to detail and a little planning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to... Uh, both of these podcasts on on the interview and the in-person interview and and what we think are best practices uh, if you could subscribe like um, and and comment and tell us what you want us to to talk about next uh, and we will talk to you next time thanks everyone <laughs>